back to Squared Sports Lane Frame Podcast. On those this podcast, Lane Frick, we're not episode 55, everybody. Yes, we're 55 episodes soon. We got a great episode for you. We got former NFL player brother Rob Gronkowski, Chris Gronkowski, joining us to talk some football on this episode. We got our top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, NFL, college football, and World Series, and so much more. Stay tuned for Squared Sports Lane Frick, episode 55. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 55, how we always do with our headlines. In the NBA, we got a bunch of news with the NBA, but we keep it moving in the NBA, okay? NBA season's been going on for two weeks now, and it's been great. Cade Cunningham, number one overall pick, made his debut last week. It wasn't great. Everybody's hyping him up. Oh, did you see that layup by Cade Cunningham? Did you see those seven rebounds he had? He had two points, seven rebounds, and number one pick. I don't expect that. I'm not hating him because last year, LaMelo Ball had zero, like, had like five points to his first two games in the NBA combined, and had zero points in his NBA debut. But... In that, he ended up winning Rookie of the Year. So I'm not hating on Kate Cunningham. I'm not saying he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. He might. He still will. He still might. Okay? My pick is still Jalen Green, even though his struggles a little bit. But Kate Cunningham, really bad debut. I'm not hating on him. I just think we're going too crazy with the Kate Cunningham debut. I think people are hyping it up too much. Because when Lonzo Ball has NBA debut, he had three points and nine rebounds. We all said, oh, Lonzo's a bust. Lonzo's a bust. And then he had 29 points the next game. And was one rebound away. One assist away. A triple double. Yeah, that to this day, that's still Lonzo Ball's career high in points, but interesting stuff going on here. Cade Cunningham, really good player. Okay, I don't think we should be overreacting about his NBA debut being good or bad. That's my take on Cade Cunningham's NBA debut, but I'm not concerned with the Los Angeles Lakers at all, buddy. Okay, because I'm not gonna say at all, actually. I'm gonna say, you know. I'm a happy me with the Lakers right now, okay? At the start of the season, I mean, before the season, I was saying, oh, Lakers, I'm concerned. Russell Westbrook, everything going on there. And then they start off the season terrible. Go 0-2 to start the season. Then they get their win. I think it's just going to be a normal season. I don't think they're going to be a top two seed in the yeah, West area, but I just don't. I think they can think. I think they can be three, four. I don't think they'll be seven again. I don't think they'll make the play-in tournament again or anything like that. I think they make the playoffs. I think they're a good team. Los Angeles Lakers, I think they're a good team. And they can progress into a great team down the line. They can be great, and then they can be elite. They can be an NBA champion contender right now. Okay, that's my attack on the Los Angeles Lakers, everybody. Let's move to the NFL, where we got a bunch of news after a great week in football in the NFL, everybody. Okay, Green Bay Packers. Oh, on Thursday night football against the Arizona Cardinals, and they played great. I picked the Cardinals to win that game. They won that game. It was a fun game to watch, okay? You could say, oh, A.J. Green, what was he doing there? Do you think it was a run? Do you think it was not throwing it to him? What happened there? No. They played a good game, the Cardinals, but the Packers just outplayed them. The Packers are a better team than the Cardinals, and that showed there, okay? They are. They are a better team than the Cardinals. I said it last week, and I'm saying it again. Packers are a better team than the Cardinals, and that win fully showed it. Okay, you could say, oh, but the Cardinals still have one of the best records in the NFL. The Packers are 7-1. The Cardinals are 7-1. There's no debate at all to put the Packers below the Cardinals at all. I think the Packers are a much better team than the Cardinals, everybody. Okay, just played well. Played great on Thursday Night Football. Green Bay Packers, again, nice win over the Cardinals. Now, let's move to the Buffalo Bills, everybody. Go down to uh, Miami, play a great game. Against the Dolphins, everybody. Okay, you know, you get the reports all week. Tua, oh, is this going to be Tua's last game with the Dolphins? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? NFL trade that lads over. We didn't see one major trade in the NFL this year. In the NFL trade line. We really, we really didn't. You can say, oh, Von Miller, but that wasn't the trade deadline. That wasn't the day of the trade deadline. Tuesday, no trades happened. Absolutely no big trades happened on Tuesday in the trade deadline. Really none. You can say, oh, Mark Ingram the week before, Von Miller, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tua Tungvaloa staying in Miami Dolphin, but the Bills did play them well. Okay, I don't think Tua Tungvaloa will be the starting quarterback of this team next year. I really don't. I think it still, it still will be Deshaun Watson or somebody else. I think that's a perfect fit for the Dolphins, perfect fit for the Texans, maybe Washington football team, three-way deal, whatever we see there. But Bills did beat 
the uh, Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Let's move over to the Dallas Cowboys there. But, okay, you got Cooper Rush. Let me give you a little background on Cooper Rush. Okay, he was Central Michigan quarterback who had zero NFL starts. He had three career pass attempts, and I remember his three career pass attempts. It was against the Washington football team, Washington Redskins at the time, on Monday Night Football, because Dak Prescott had, like, a finger injury, so he went out for, like, a drive. Okay, it just wasn't great. Cooper Rush played great, though, on Sunday. Everybody. Okay, Sunday night, prime time. One up against the Vikings. You can get, oh, reminiscent of the Ben DiNucci thing last year. Sunday night, back of a quarterback, emergency quarterback. Dak's out, everything like this. Andy Dolan's out, all that stuff. But no, they played well, the Dallas Cowboys. They beat by the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a good team. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Justin Jefferson. They just got outcoached. They got outgame planned. That's what I'm saying. Mike Zimmer's one of the best coaches in the NFL. You just got to simply outplay. The defense is not good anymore. Okay, I'm just saying. They have a bomb 10 defense in the NFL. Minnesota Vikings right now. It may not be statistically wise, but they are. They had a terrible defense last year, and they've shown to have a terrible defense again this year. No be about, they've got bad losses in the season. They lost to the Bengals in week one. They lost to the Cardinals. They got a couple other losses. This is not a good team, the Minnesota Vikings. What a great win by the Dallas Cowboys. I want to talk about Derrick Henry here for a second. But okay, he's going to be out for the season. How are the Titans going to respond to all this? We'll talk about that later. Just interesting stuff going on. Derrick Henry, not going to play for the rest of the season. You can say, oh, playoff time. He might come back for that. He might come back for that. I don't think there's, I don't think, I think there might be a chance where we don't see the Tennessee Titans in the playoff. I think there's a chance where we don't see the Tennessee Titans in the playoff, we don't see the Cleveland Browns in the playoff. We could see a New England Patriots, we could see a Las Vegas Raiders, we could see a team like that in the playoffs over these two teams. Two teams that made the playoffs last year. One team that won a playoff game, Browns, I don't think they make the playoffs this year. And that's shown to be true. Ever since I said they have, they won against the Broncos, then they lost against the Steelers. That's with Baker Mayfield. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say here. Banged up Steelers team, and the Browns still couldn't beat them. I know the Browns are banged up. I know De'Aaron Johnson had a play. I know Kareem Hunt's out. But just, you got to deliver Baker Mayfield. You got Odell Beckham. One target. One target. Lowest of his career. Worst game of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. And it might not even be his fault. That's all I'm trying to say here. Now I'm starting to thinking, well, maybe it is Baker's fault that Odell isn't producing. Maybe it is. That's all I'm trying to say here. That's about for my take on the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. But let's talk about a guy here for a second. Mike White. Did you know what Mike White was before that Jets game? You probably didn't. Okay, he was a Western Kentucky quarterback. Wasn't that great in college. And then he goes over to the Dallas Cowboys, doesn't play. Okay, plays in preseason games. Then he goes over to the New York Jets, doesn't play. Last year he didn't play. Then he plays this year. Okay, goes against the New England Patriots, plays, plays terrible. Then you play the best team in the AFC. The number one team in the AFC, rankings-wise, record-wise. But Cincinnati Bengals, with Joe Burrow. And you beat them. How do you let a quarterback win? No career starts. Really no career meaningful pass steps. Get 400 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. Why? How? I know you got those two interceptions, but just ridiculous. You give up four touchdowns to a guy who went to Western Kentucky, had zero meaningful pass steps before that game. It's ridiculous. Cincinnati Bengals, you should be ashamed. Mike White, great game. And you know, Robert Sloan said, hey, maybe we're going to stick with this guy after his equals. I don't know about that, but just interesting stuff going on here. Mike White, what a fun game that was right there. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, scored sports, NFL games, everybody. We had a good week last week. We're shooting for a great week this week. First game, Broncos, Cowboys, everybody. Okay, no Von Miller. They almost blew the game last week against Washington. They fumbled like 30 seconds left in the red zone. What are you doing there? I'm taking the Cowboys in this one on Sunday against Denver Broncos. Now, Browns, Bengals, everybody. This is going to be a fun game. Browns, Bengals. You know, but I'm actually going to take 
Browns and stuff. I wasn't hyping up the Browns so much in that last right before. I was tearing down the Browns a little bit there. But I do think they beat the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals rebound their loss last week. I think they get their third loss in the season. And then Baker maybe can produce. I think Odell, I think you got to incorporate him in better ways. If you're convinced to fancy, you're just going to want to take the ball. Take the ball off Baker Mayfield's hands quick. Maybe some quick slants to Odell Beckham Jr. You did that last year against the Dallas Cowboys. It worked. Odell had two touchdowns. You got quick passes to Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe do some jet sweeps. Maybe do some other stuff. You got to incorporate other players. You got to get the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hand. Because when you did that last year, it worked. Okay? That's all I'm trying to say here. I'm taking the Browns of this one over the Bengals. Packers Chiefs there. Right? This is in Arrowhead. It's going to be a good game. But I don't care. I'm taking the Packers in this one. You know, I told someone right before the Giants-Chiefs game. I said, the Giants always get blown out by decent teams, and they always compete with the elite teams. Chiefs are still an elite team in the NFL right now, everybody. But I'm taking the Packers in this one. And it showed last year, Giants, all this loss, almost beat the Buccaneers. Then they almost beat Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Chiefs struggle with some teams. It's in Arrowhead. I don't think home field advantage takes advantage of this one. I'm taking the Packers in this one. Beat against the Chiefs. Cardinals 49ers there, but this is going to be a good game. Okay, Cardinals... 7-1, one of the best records in the NFL. I think it is the best record in the NFL. 49ers, still a good team. Jimmy Garoppolo got a good one last week, but I do not think he won this one. Give me the Cardinals in this one. Close. I'm not saying that the 49ers won't make the playoffs this year, but it's getting tight. Maybe make a QB switch. Maybe you do. Kyle Shannon got a lot of things to think about here. I know he was thinking about last week. Maybe you do it after this week, after you lose. Give me the Cardinals in this one over the 49ers. Titans, Rams, everybody. You asked me last week, I'm saying Titans, 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 because Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, got Brad Dupree's playing well now, but no. Derrick Henry's out, and the Rams just got involved. They're going to dominate this run game, okay? They're not. They're going to have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL right now. They have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL right now. They had it before the Vaughn trade, and now it is the best rush defense in the NFL, probably. And they're going to shut down that running game of the Titans, whoever it is, Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman, whoever it might be. I think Titans losing this one to the Rams. I think Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, you know, they've incorporated Cooper Cup in such a great uh, way this year. I think he has a chance to win Offensive Player of the Year. I really do. Cooper Cup is having an amazing season. Definitely has a chance to win Offensive Player of the Year. My opinion definitely has come up. Clubs from my fantasy team and a bunch of other stuff. Give me the Rams in this one. Take over the Titans. Now, Bears-Steelers, everybody. Because they haven't played in years. Bears and Steelers. It's going to be a good game to a store franchise. I know that doesn't matter here, though. Justin Fields, you can say, oh, he had that great one last week. All the hype's around Justin Fields. He's going to be a good quarterback now. No, no, no. Get demolished in this one. Give me the Steelers 35 to 10. No jokes here. Steelers over the Bears. No debate about that's about for that this week. Now, last game of the week, we're going to pick right here. Panthers, Patriots. Panthers struggling. Patriots keeping things up. Got going against the Chargers last week. Like I said, they would in LA. Give me the Patriots in this one over the Panthers. Okay, I think they win this one. No debate about Bill Belichick. Just outcoaches Matt Rule in this one. They outstop that run game. They stop that run game. Matt Jones outplays Sam Darnold. So he is a better quarterback. They had Sam Darnold. You don't have. Christian McCaffrey in this one for the Panthers. You have Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, good coach running back. Not a great NFL running back so far. That should be. So, give me the Patriots in this one over the Panthers. No bit about Dust Buff for Squirt Sports, Lane Frick, NFL again this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, sports fans, we got a great interview coming up for you here with Chris Gronkowski, brother Rob Gronkowski, and former NFL player played for the Cowboys, Colts, and Broncos. Tongue coming up here to talk some football. Stay tuned. All right, Squirt Sports fans, we got a great interview here with former NFL player Chris Gronkowski. Let's hop into it. All right, Chris, you're a former NFL player. You play with the Dallas Cowboys. When you score your first NFL touchdown, you're a Dallas Cowboy. What's the process like? Do you get the ball back? And what was it like playing as a Cowboy? Yeah, man. Uh, 
first game I started, I catch a touchdown. Uh, I'm super pumped. I, I, you know, I call it the first Gronk spike ever uh, on record for sure was. Uh, so I was super pumped. I spiked it. Didn't even think about getting the ball. Uh, luckily, the equipment manager snagged the ball for me. He actually signed it or wrote on it. Um, you know, first NFL touchdown, dated it for me and gave it to me after the game. So really cool uh, that they did that for me. I still have it. I have it in the case now. But man, when you're in the moment, you don't really think about that stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad he was there to look over me. But um, yeah, man, making it to the, the league is is an amazing experience. And um, all that hard work finally pays off. So I was, I was super pumped to, to get a touchdown in my first game. That, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just awesome. And then your next team, Denver Broncos, you know, it's hyped up the Denver weather, sea level, everything like that. And, you know, you're a fullback. How hard is it actually Denver weather? Is it actually that strenuous, the weather? I mean, everything. Uh, you definitely feel it when you first get there. Uh, one thing I noticed that no one really talks about, but the ball floats a little bit more. I just made a post about this on TikTok actually. And everyone's like, oh, I never really thought yeah. about that. But yeah. if you go out there and you golf, you know, all of a sudden you're hitting like 350 yard bombs, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing on the football field, when they throw the ball to you, especially a deep pass, you know, it floats a little bit. So at first, when I first got there, it, it was a little off. I was like, man, this is kind of weird, but I keep, uh, you know, keep kind of you know, missing these balls a little bit. Like I, I keep having to catch up at the last second on them, but um, you get used to it. And once you're training all summer there, you know, there's really no difference for you at that point. So uh, I think it might be a little difficult for other teams coming to play there, but I, I don't think it's something where it's a, a significant advantage. I actually thought it was harder to play in Miami when it was super hot and humid than it was to play in Denver. I mean, yeah, you'd probably rather play in a cold weather climate than just extremely hot, humid like Miami. That's tough. And, you know, you obviously do notice it. I mean, people think it's not that it's harder to throw in Denver, really not consider that one of the best home field advantages, maybe the NFL playing in Denver as a Denver Bronco. I'll stay in Denver here for a second. All right. One of their best players franchise history, let's say. Vaughn Miller gets traded yesterday. You played with Vaughn. What, your, what, your what was your first reaction to Vaughn getting traded? Man, first off, I was like, wow, the Rams are going hard this year. Like They're trying to win it all. Um, and then second reaction was, you know, I saw Vaughn and you know, he was he was kind of upset about it. Like he he came out and said he wanted to be a Bronco for for life. And um, it makes you really understand how crazy it is to be an NFL player. You know, you don't have a say where you're playing. Um, you know, at any moment you could get a tap on the shoulder, uh, which happened to me as well. And you can be in a new city that next day. Now, he had no idea it was coming. He wasn't asking for it. He wasn't looking for it. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, he spent I don't know, eight years in Denver. And all of a sudden, with one tap on the shoulder, one phone call, whatever it was, he's now that same day getting on an airplane and he's flying to L.A. and he's living in L.A. now. And, um, you know, they're going to ship all his stuff to him, I'm sure. Uh, you know, everything just changes like that. And, and you have no idea that it's coming. I mean, yeah, he's got to be happy going to the Rams, but it's like, this is probably Denver's best year in a couple of years. They're four and four. I mean, my first reaction was like, why Why not wait? Wait until the offseason. You know, you can make the playoffs, playoffs this year, especially the Chiefs struggling in the AFC West. I just didn't understand it. Sexually into our next thing. What's it like? What's the process like when you switch teams? I mean, when you got when you switch teams, were you happy about it? Were you sad? Just what's the process like? How's everything go around? Yeah, I mean, first off, you're, you're definitely grateful that another team wants you, right? Uh, so that's, that's huge because, you know, a lot of times you have no idea if any teams even, uh, have any interest in you or not. So when I went to other teams, you know, first, the first reaction was, man, like, I'm, I'm glad they want me enough to put me on their roster and cut somebody else off their roster. So that's, that's huge. You definitely feel wanted. You know, it's definitely a great feeling, but at the same time, you're leaving, uh, you know, a lot of relationships behind an amazing team that you played with amazing teammates and you're on to the next thing. And you start to realize too, at least for me, you know, this this might be one of your last opportunities. 
you know, you're going to a new team. There's only 32 teams out there. And once, once one lets you go, you're probably not going back there again. So you really better lock in and focus and, um, you know, really get to work because this thing could end really quick. Yeah, it's a business. I mean, let's switch to present day NFL here for a second. What are your top three teams in the NFL right now? Let's just, let's talk about present day NFL here for a second. Man, that's a tough call. Um, right now, it's it's hard to say. You have a Green Bay Packers team without their top three receivers. And, uh, you know, you think they're going to struggle and they go in and, and win the game, right? Uh, that no one thought they're going to win against a, an undefeated Cardinals team, which everyone had ranked as one of the best teams in the NFL. So uh, I, I think it really comes down to the end of the season when it really matters. Uh, so you can rate the teams right now. I mean, you can, you could say green Bay's up there. You could say the Cardinals are up there. Uh, you know, you could say the bucks are up there as well. I mean, definitely the Rams are, are up there, but at the end of the day, it comes down to who's healthy right at the end of the season, who's clicking right at the end of the season. And that's what you got to wait for, especially with a 17 game season. Now uh, a lot can change between now and then. We did that on episode 54 last week. We did top three teams in the NFL. I mean, it's got to change now. I, I had Tampa Bay one. I had Titans three, but now everything with Derrick Henry. I mean, NFL is just wild this year. It's a business. Any day, every given Sunday, Mike White, as you see, beats the Bengals last week. I mean, Mike White, zero career starts, beats top seed in the AFC. Just madness going on in the NFL here for a second. Here, here's my last question right here. I got two older brothers. You got a couple older brothers. What was, what's your best story with, I mean, just your brothers, maybe a fight, maybe a crazy football game. What's the best story you got playing in the NFL or just playing with your brothers, something like that? Man, yeah, I got two older and two younger. So I was able to play with my older brothers in college uh, and younger brother in college as well. And then uh, in high school as well. So uh, best moment, man, I would say, I was just talking about this on the last last podcast I did. Um, I, I think playing together in college was one of my favorite experiences. Uh, as, a, as a freshman, I played with my brother, Dan. I, I was on the field for his first touchdown. You know, celebrate that with him. And then ended up transferring and playing with Rob and um, you know, we played together, had an amazing year, my junior year and um, we were able to come out together in the draft as well. So I still, those moments, um, you know, playing together with him, the Oregon game, I think that really put him on the map. Uh, also put me on the map was one of those moments that you remember forever where, you know, it's just, we were just raking up points, man. We both had a bunch of catches, both had amazing games. And um, that was the game that scouts always came in to watch. So that's one of those memories that stick with me for forever is just uh, playing an amazing game, lining up next to each other, blocking together, running routes together. You know, those, those moments stick with you forever. Yeah, of course. Here, here's my last thing right here. I'm going to leave you with this. How do you think Tampa Bay will end the season this year? Do you think it's a repeat of the Super Bowl? Do you think it's an NFC championship game or something else? Give me your thoughts on that. Man, so if you look at all the Vegas odds, you, you see that they don't have them winning because it's so hard to repeat. Um, you know, the last time it happened was Brady, though. So Brady, 2003. Uh, it's the last repeat, but it's happened. It's came so close so many times. Seahawks, uh, Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, not Bucks. Seahawks, uh, Chiefs. Uh, there's a couple more teams in there between now and then, and um, it was so hard to win that second one in the NFL. Like you said earlier, everyone is so good. You know, every player on every team is the one of the best players in the world at their position, and you just have to click at the right time, and everything kind of has to go your way as well. So, um, I think the I think the Bucks go deep um, in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win it. Again, you got to be healthy. Everyone's got to be healthy. Everyone's got to be on the same page when you get there. So uh, there's a lot that happens between now and then. So I'm, I'm hoping if they can get there healthy. I think they're going to make a, a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, it's tough. You got to bring all your pieces back with the Bucks did. They got all 22 stars back. First time Super Bowl champion ever doing that. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking time every day to join us. Still more coming. Squared Sports Lane Frick. That's her 55.
All right, top five, everybody. I'm not talking about if you're a top five quarterback in the NFL all time. That'd, that'd be Tom Brady, number one. Aaron Rodgers may maybe be on here. A bunch of other stuff. No, this is top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And I, if I think you can win a playoff game over this quarterback, I'm putting you over them. I think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray at this moment. I trust Dak Prescott to win me a playoff game over Kyler Murray right now. That's the tiebreaker. If you have won a playoff game already, you've made the playoffs, and you've won a game, you're getting over over that guy. Okay, that's not saying, oh, Joe Flacco's going to be number one because he's won a playoff game won a Super Bowl. No, that is. But let's get into it. Number five, Lamar Jackson. I've seen Lamar win a playoff game. I've seen Lamar shine this year. I'm putting him over a couple other guys. I'm putting him over Justin Herbert. I'm putting him over Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson, fifth best quarterback in the NFL. Number four, Kyler Murray. Okay. Kyler, I've seen him make great plays here. He's definitely a candidate for MVP, if not the finals, if not the favorite right now. But Kyler Murray, in my opinion right now, is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. If I had to choose five quarterbacks, four or three quarterbacks, make, I mean, if I got to choose three quarterbacks right now, and I got to choose any of them to win me a playoff game right now, Kyler Murray, I'm sorry, you would not be one of them. Mark Jackson, you would not be one of them. My honorable mention here was Matthew Stafford. You are not one of them. You have never won a playoff game, Matthew Stafford. You've only been to the playoffs a couple times. you got to show me more than that. You're the sixth best quarterback in the NFL right now, Matthew Stafford. But number four, Kyler Murray. Number three, Dak Prescott. I said it earlier. I said it last week. Dak Prescott, right now, playoff game. I'm taking him over Kyler Murray. I really am. Third best quarterback in the NFL to this day, Dak Prescott. Number two, Tom Brady, everybody. Okay, Tom Brady might win MVP this year. I know he had a rough game last week. I know he threw the pick six then, everything like that. But just everything going on. In that Tampa Bay locker room, I think they put their heads down. And I think they win. Maybe a Super Bowl this year. Maybe they go lose up. I think, here, I said it earlier in the season. I said my preseason pick. Packers were going to defeat the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game rematch last year. And I'm sticking with that pick. And that leads it to our best quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. Everybody. Know to be about Aaron Rodgers' best quarterback in the NFL. I had to choose a playoff game right now. I said it all year. I said preseason, like I said. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Should be an MVP candidate right now. Should maybe win it back-to-back MVPs. That'd be insane. If you win back-to-back MVPs, that's like winning back-to-back championships. But it's an individual stat here. Okay, I think the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. Still my Super Bowl pick, Green Bay Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. No bit about that spot for top five this week. Now, didn't know by Alyssa. This is a good didn't know right here. Didn't know. Rams head coach Sean McVay coming out of high school was a wide receiver. He was a two-star recruit. Who's one of the best route runners in NFL history? Who's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now? It's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had zero stars coming out of high school. Sean McVay, as a high school recruit, had more stars than Antonio Brown. As a high school recruit, Antonio Brown, obviously one of the best route receivers in the NFL right now, skill-wise. And Sean McVay, one of the best young head coaches in the NFL. Actually, interesting stuff going on here. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's bad for dating this week. Now, college push showcase, everybody. This might be the most painful college push showcase from here here. Because I got to start off with this. My Michigan Wolverines go into East Lansing on Saturday. They lose to the Michigan State Sports. They opened up that great game. RJ Moe, interception. Andrew Landley, true freshman. First career catch, 93-yard touchdown. Gets another touchdown late in the game. We're up 30-14. Yeah, there were a bunch of missed calls in that game. I'm going to say it. We would have won that game if there was better officiating. I know, I'm not a type of guy to always blame the refs, but there was not conclusive evidence to overturn that sack fumble touchdown on Peyton Thorne by David Drabo and Andy Hutchinson. And then that was clearly holding and that fourth down play, bunch of holdings were not called. Okay, interesting stuff going on in that game. But was really sad to see my Michigan Wolverines lose to Michigan State Sports. Credit to Kenneth Walker. 
The second best player in college football right now is Kenneth Walker. I'm sticking with my pick is Caleb Williams as the best quarterback, as the best player in college football. And then Cade McNamara. What a great game he had. He was poised. I know he threw the game losing interception. Besides that, Cade McNamara played the game of his career, had the best throws I've ever seen make at Michigan. Had the best throws you can make as a quarterback. Just a great game by Cade McNamara. Just a tough ending to that game. But I'm going to blame it on the officiating here, everybody. I really am. There was not conclusive evidence to overturn that touchdown. There was not. There's obviously conclusive evidence to overturn that, to make a holding call there. Okay? There was. He was fully being held. Cornelius Johnson, but that's in the past here, but my Michigan Wolverines got to move on for it. Now, we got our schoolyard sports college football playoff top 25. The college football playoff ranking show came out this week. And, you know, I'm not going to break that down here, but here are my top 25 teams in college football. I'm not saying, I'm not going off if you're a five-loss team, you're not here. You might be in here, probably not, but if you're a two-loss team, you might be the number 25 team in the country, 20, something like that. I may even put you top 10. Auburn, you might be top 10. Texas A&M, you might be top 10. I don't care about your record. I don't care about anything like that. Here are the blatantly top 25 best teams in college football. Let's hop into it. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Michigan State. Number five, Cincinnati. Number six, Michigan. Number seven, Ohio State. Number eight, Notre Dame. Number nine, Texas A&M. Number 10, Oregon. Number 11, Wake Forest. Number 12, Oklahoma State. Number 13, Baylor. Number 14, Auburn. 15 Ole Miss, 16 BYU, 17 Kentucky, 18 Houston, 19 Fresno State, 20 UTSA, 21 Liberty, 22 Pitt, 23 Penn State, 24 Minnesota, 25 Mississippi State Bulldogs there, buddy, after a big one against Kentucky last week. Okay, let's break it down here. We got Mississippi State at number 25. Just got to get one after Kentucky. Minnesota, playing well. 5-2, good record. You have one bad loss to Bowling Green, biggest upset like in spread history, or one of the biggest upsets in the college ball bang history or whatever. And then you got that tough loss to Ohio State in Thursday night football week one, which you almost did win that game. 24th best team in college football, Minnesota. Penn State moving down. They're just a tough. They fought that game against Ohio State, but they did end up losing at pick up. Bad loss last week against Miami. 21, Liberty. Okay, I like this Liberty team. They have a bad loss to ULM, and they have a decent loss to Syracuse. You know, if you lost to Syracuse you, and you didn't lose to ULM, you have a this real chance at being a New Year's Six Bowl team, but you don't now. You can make a good bowl game. I like this Liberty team. Malik Willis has a chance to be a number one quarterback, number one draft pick in this year's NFL draft this year. He really does. Great quarterback, Malik Willis. You can compare him to Dak Prescott. You can compare him just compare him. Calum Murray, a bunch of other guys. Liberty, 21st best team in college football. Number 18, Houston. Houston had a good win last week against SMU. They're 7-1, having a good season so far. Houston, Cougars. Now, number 17, Kentucky. I'm moving them down. Not so much, but they have two losses. One in a, I mean, they've played the Georgia, Georgia the best as anybody's played Georgia this year. Okay, that's the best you can play Georgia pretty much. You're probably, everybody's going to lose Georgia, maybe just besides the elite teams like Alabama, Ohio State, a couple other teams in there. But Kentucky moving down number 17 after a tough loss to Mississippi State. I'll move in Oregon up to number 10, but I'm moving Oregon down number 10. I do think Texas A&M is a better team than Oregon. Texas A&M is a tough loss to uh, Arkansas. You could say, well, there's officiating problems in that game. There's a bunch of stuff. And then you got that tough, weird loss to Mississippi State. Just a really weird loss. That's why also I put Mississippi State in here because they have a win over a top 10 team in our score sports and uh, college football rankings. But Texas A&M is the ninth best team in college football, in my opinion. Number eight, Notre Dame. Gotta give them their credit. They've turned their season around after a time. I mean, they, their first two weeks of the season were terrible. Almost lost to Toledo. Almost lost to Florida State. You got that really bad loss to Cincinnati on their hands now. But I am moving Notre Dame down to number eight. Now, number seven, Ohio State. You could say, how is Ohio State number seven? People have them at two, one, whatever it might be. They have one loss in the season. They have the same record as Michigan. They have a worse record than Cincinnati. They have the same record as Alabama. You could say, how are you putting Michigan above them? Michigan just lost. Yeah, Michigan lost by four points to a team on the road. One of the best teams in the country. That was undefeated. This Oregon team is not a great team. They're not an elite team. That's who Ohio State lost to. 
at home. And you could say it was early in the season. They turned the season around. I really don't care, though. This is not me being a biased Michigan fan. I really isn't. I'm putting Michigan as the sixth best team in college football. No debate about Michigan Wolverines moving down to number six there, but it pains me to do it. But after that loss to Michigan State last week, still 7-1 in the season Michigan. If you can turn things around, I will be intense in the big house for that Michigan-Ohio State game. It's going to be a great game. Michigan, number six. That's all that matters. At the end of the year, you got to win out, and then you got to run the table, win that game to have a shot at the college football playoff, Big Ten Championship, whatever it might be. We'll talk all about that later. But Michigan, sixth best team, college football, no debate about it. Cincinnati, you've been number two. Okay, this is the lowest Cincinnati's been since week one. I was, after week one, I had Cincinnati number four. Now I have them at number five. I had them at number two last week for the past couple weeks. I'm keeping, I'm moving Cincinnati down to number five. I do think you lose a game to Michigan State. And I do think you lose a game to Alabama. I do think you lose a game to Oklahoma. And I obviously do think you lose a game to Georgia. That's about my squared sports lane for a college football playoff. Top 25 rankings. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Those are the 25 best teams in college football. Fully accurate. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for that this week. Games of the week in college football, everybody. Instead of doing a lock of the week this week, I want to do my sneaky game of the week. Okay, a couple weeks ago, I did my sneaky game of the week as Tulane over Ole Miss. And I was completely wrong. Almost won 61-20. I'm doing my sneaky game of the week this week as Liberty over Ole Miss. I'm not saying they can win the game. I'm saying it's going to be a very, very close game. Watch the spread in that game. I think it's listed at 9.5 right now for Ole Miss. It's going to be a good game. Malik Wills can tear up that Ole Miss defense. Matt Crowell's banged up. Okay, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be an interesting game. Hugh Freeze making his return to Oxford, making his return to Ole Miss, everything that went on there, former Ole Miss coach. Hugh Freeze making his return to Oxford for this game. But it is going to be a fun game. But I do think Ole Miss squeaks it out. Remember we did that game week first week of the season? I said Oregon's going to squeak by Fresno State. And they did. Give me Ole Miss in this one, though. 31-27, keeping it close. Liberty, everybody. That's about for my close tops that pick, let's call it. My sneaky game of the week. Liberty, keeping it close with Ole Miss. Now, the game of the week, everybody. We got SEC showdown here. Auburn versus Texas A&M. The battle of the two great two-loss teams. The two best two-loss teams in the country are Auburn and A&M. And they're battling out this week. Who's going to be the first SEC powerhouse to get three losses this year? Let's hop into it. All right. The game of the week. Auburn and A&M. Who's going to win? A&M. Had a bye week last week. It's going to be a fun game. A&M. Playing great. Haynes King might, back, might be back. I don't think Haynes King will start this game. I hope it's Zach Calzada starting this game. Zach Ozawa has looked great since that Alabama game. Zach Ozawa has been great. He showed poison in the Alabama game. They haven't played a great team since that Alabama game. And I think they win this one. Give me the Texas A&M. DeMarvin Leal. Jalen Wadamire. This team's great. They're going to run the table for the rest of the regular season. And they're going to have a shot at the college ball playoff. They are. They might make the SEC championship game. Alabama still has one more game for them to make the SEC championship game. No, we'll see. Might happen. They might lose to Auburn at the end of the year. They might lose in our game. That might happen. That's what I'm trying to say here. Texas A&M. Moving up in the rankings, and they're going to move up in the rankings next week. They're number nine right now, my rankings. They might be top five team next week. They might be. They're the fifth best team in the country in my preseason squared sports and four rankings, uh, college ball rankings. But now, they're number nine. That's about for my pick on Auburn and I'm giving the Aggies in this one. 34-31. Give me a great game. Give me Texas A&M in this one. Over Auburn. That's about for college ball showcase this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Okay, NBA season's back, everybody. So, so is NBA Rundown. NBA Rundown, making a return just like around the bases. What we got coming up here in a second. But my top five takeaways here from the NBA season so far. Number five, Knicks are here to stay, everybody. I know they lost last night to Toronto Raptors, but they're 5-2 and two in the NBA season, one of the best records in the NBA. And they're going to finish as a top five seed in the East. No to be bad. Fifth best takeaway. 
from the NBA season so far. Knicks are here to stay, everybody. And they're going to make the playoffs yet again. Before, the Clippers are going to struggle. They might not make the playoffs. They're not going to be a top five seed in the West. They might not even be top six. Kawhi might have come back this year. Probably not because they're going to be struggling. And then there's no point to bring him back. Paul George, this team has one win on the season so far. One win. Fourth best team. One of the, well, not fourth best team in the NBA, but fourth best takeaway. Clippers, going to struggle this season. They are. That's my fourth best takeaway so far in the NBA season. Number three, James Harden. We're going to talk about him a lot, okay? You can say, oh, he's having a terrible season. He's getting true free throws. I know this is going to be a hot take here, but he's going to have the best, fundamentally best season of his NBA career. You can say, whoa, 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 how, how, how? He's having a terrible season so far. Yeah, fundamentally best. I think he adjusts. I don't think he goes to the free throw line as much as here. Because no rules and everything. I think he just, I think he throws lobs to KD every game. I think it's going to be some fun. He's going to average the most assists in the NBA like he did last year. You could argue last year was his fundamentally best uh, season of his NBA career. But I think this year will be, that's my third best takeaway from the NBA season so far. Number two, Timberwolves won't be getting it rolling this year, okay? Unless they get Ben Simmons, which I don't see happening. I don't think you get rolling this year with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You struggle a little bit to start out the season. Anthony Edwards. Currently Towns, D'Angelo Russell. I'm sorry, I don't think you're getting rolling this year. I think you do get 30 wins, unlike last year, but interesting stuff going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Second best takeaway, Timberwolves do not get it rolling this year. Number one, okay, this is going to be a hot take. This can be thrown back to me in a couple months when the NBA season's over, NBA record season's over. But the New Orleans Pelicans are going to finish as a bottom five team in the NBA. They are. You can say, how, 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 they have Zion Williamson. He's not going to play for another three weeks. This is one of the worst records in the NBA right now. New Orleans Pelicans. Interesting stuff. My best takeaway, my number one takeaway that I've seen so far in the NBA season, New Orleans Pelicans will be a bottom five team in the NBA this year. Because Zion's going to be out of shape. Something's going to happen here. He's going to get hurt. Brandon Ingram's going to get hurt. Carol Lewis is going to play well. And then everything's going to get blown up. David Griffin's going to get fired. I mean, Willie Green might even get fired after one year, which would be insane to see. But that's my number one takeaway from the NBA season so far. Maybe Zion Williamson is a New York Knicks next year. We talked about that a lot a couple weeks ago on Squared Sports Lane, for, uh, before Squared Sports Hiatus. The summer, but interesting stuff going on in the New Orleans Pelicans. My number one takeaway, New Orleans Pelicans will be a bottom five team in the NBA this year. You know, let me throw something out there right here. Kind of fun fact. You know, every single team that made the conference championship game last year, none of them are in the playoff picture right now. I know you say, whoa, whoa, we haven't even played 10 games yet. Kind of fun thing to throw out there. None of the teams that made the conference championship game last year are in the playoff picture right now. Kind of fun fact. Obviously, they all will make the playoffs this year. But interesting stuff going on in the NBA right now. Those are my top five takeaways from the NBA season so far. That's bad for NBA rundown this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, around the bases, everybody. The Atlanta Braves have won the World Series, everybody. It was a great season. You know, when it was July, mid-August, it seemed like no chance the Braves are even going to make the playoffs, let alone 90 wins. World Series champion, Chip, okay? You know, because this is wild. Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL in July. It seems like, oh, the Braves are done, they're out of it, everything's, everything's going to be gone. The Atlanta Braves, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs here. Freddie Freeman's going to leave after this year. And then mid-August, Mets are still leading that division. And then Phillies come back in that division. But then... The little Atlanta Braves creep up. They win that division. They win the World Series, everybody. What a great season this was by the Atlanta Braves. That's my take on the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series here. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Hey, you remember when I threw that hot take out there right before the NFL draft? I think it was the first ever at the buzzer. This is at the buzzer, everybody. Remember when I said, Devontae Smith 
It'll be the third best wide receiver from this draft class. I said it was going to be one Jamar Chase and two Jalen Waddle, three Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase has certainly shown separation from Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. You can say Devont- Jalen Waddle has shown a little bit of separation from Devontae Smith. Maybe it's not in the right situation. Maybe something else going on here. But I'll take not too shabby. Devontae Smith, third best wide receiver from this draft. They're great now. Interesting stuff going on. That's about for Out the Buzz this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last question. This week's question is, how will the college football playoff look? Because if we get a scenario like this where we have an undefeated Cincinnati, we have an 11-1 Oregon, we have a 10-2 Ohio State, we have an 11-1 Michigan, we have an undefeated Michigan State, and then we have a one-loss Georgia, lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and then we have one loss, Alabama. How does that college ball playoff look? Because this is a very high chance this happens. And then you just got to say, well, we need expansion in the college ball playoff. Yeah, but it's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. It's not going to happen next year after that. Next year after that, even. Maybe not even next year. Interesting stuff going on in college football right now. But how will the college football playoff look? Leave your college football playoff prediction in the comment section right now. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports. Lane Frank, episode 55. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week in episode 56. Stay tuned.